Yo, what up, y'all? This is episode 12 of the podcast. Um, man, we got a lot to get off our chest, and we got so little time. A lot has been happening. Arsenal's been buying players. The Money Club's been buying players. I'm mad. Well, I'm jealous. We got to talk about these insane 100-plus mil transfers going on. We got to talk about the greatest player in the history of the game. Ever. We gotta talk about the Sounders and their drip. <laughs> Man, we got a whole lot. We got a whole lot. So let's get it. Let's rock. Let's start this thing where I wanted to start it last week, but we had some technical difficulties that we're not gonna get into too many details about. I can't believe this guy. <laughs> but I cannot believe this guy. Um Yo, that was a long day. But we need to talk about last weekend. That was a terrible day, but that was a great day. That was one of those days where nothing could bring us down. Like, and there was a lot, a series of down. unfortunate <laughs> events. Very but unfortunate. the man, we had the time of our lives. That was so. Last Saturday, we went to the Sounders game, and uh, we had these incredible tickets. I'm talking four rows up, half field. You can see. You can see like these players warming up. You see their faces. <laughs> like, bro, these guys are like it's so weird because I think I'm now like my affection for the Sounders is kind of like how like you know like those sports fans who are like oh, I grew up idolizing this player and like this guy was like my favorite whatever. Like whenever they're like yo they're real and like they're so much bigger in real life. That's the exact sensation I got. Yeah, like, yo, these I'm- guys are real. They're pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some of those guys are. I remember you told me Jimmy Madrondo is like 5'9". And I was like, bro, he looks huge. Out there. <laughs> he looks like 5'10". Bro, he looks like a force. Like six foot. But they're, shout out the boy Kyle Fix, first of all. Um, but the only times I've gone to Sounders games yeah. have been 300-level seats. Same. Or there was some rich dad on the team who had these company box seats. And so we got the plug. Hmm. But even those are like... You're in the corners of the stadium. Yeah. You're hella far. Yeah. There's something to be said about being down there in the action right behind the fucking bench, bro. We're right behind the bench and we can – you because it's always been my dream to step foot on that field when right. like, a game is live. Right. And that was the closest thing to it Damn. pretty much. Like I felt like I was on that sideline. You know what's crazy? That could be true for soccer. Or football. There's some other parallel universe where you played tight end. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm saying that could be true for soccer or football. Like, there's another universe where like you played tight end, mm-hmm. in, like high school or something, or college. You feel me? Yeah. You think you're comparing it to like a Seahawks game or something? Being like, yeah, because that's another, bro. Regardless of whether, regardless of whether I was playing soccer or I was playing football, to walk out on that field would be like probably one of the greatest dreams. That's what I'm saying. Like feeling that energy, and you're on the like ground floor there. Yeah. Okay. On the turf. Yeah. Um. We we lost bro. the game, but like I had the time of my life, bro. How just much? How much energy did the crowd give you? I mean, you're just that environment, especially Seattle. Yeah. Like, if you haven't had the opportunity, go to a Sounders game. This guy was like transfixed on the ECS. Like, yeah. He was like, yo, those guys. Like, do you think they ever sit down? No. Nah, that's the supporters group. And he's like, Dang. and then like ten minutes later, he's like, 
yo, they're still drumming. I'm like, I love, I love the beats and all this. I'm like, yeah, they're fire. The game was, it's a lot more intense in real life. It's a lot more intense. Like, what's yeah. right funny where we were sitting was like midfield, like maybe. The thing maybe too was like, you watch this shit on TV. And you see the passes. These are things we talked about during the game. And they you seem see these so passes, obvious on and you're like, I, I have, I, I have to admit, I'm an EPL snob, bro. <laughs> Every time I watch MLS, I'm like, yo, but I could be watching the EPL right now. I could be watching Granite Jaka playing a beautiful left foot. Right. <laughs> right. But um, that's kind of easy to but watch then, yourself. But dude, when that. being there live, yeah, holy shit, the yeah. spin. The way that they're playing these lofted through balls over the top. It looks so much harder in real life. Right. And especially, yeah, you can just see the skill. You're like, so oh, shit, faster. these guys are nasty. <laughs> like, and, and when you see, especially because how the game unfolded, because we really found our success with two situations from what I saw. And one was like that penetrating through ball to an outside back when he yeah. gets in behind, which was kind of tough to do because they were pressing our outside back so high. And not even letting them get an opportunity. But like where we also had success is when we drop the ball into the central spaces and have them commit and then we slot the outside backs. But we're on that sideline at half field. So we're seeing Alex Roldan just bomb down that wing every like 10 seconds. And they don't. And the perfect pinpoint through balls weighted perfectly. It was, yeah. I have like a newfound respect, honestly, for... From what I saw, for the level, yeah, for I the think level, the level play is of the definitely increased from the last time I was at a Sounders game. I think the last Sounders game that I really remember was um, the battering when we played Chelsea. Yeah, I don't even remember the score. Like when Chelsea just won the European Championship, they just had got Aiden Hazard. Like we were in the nosebleeds, right? Like we were just like chilling, but like that was the last one I went to for a while. And like this one, like just being up so up close, it's like the level of the league is. Clearly, so already better. so much better to the point where it's like, yo, this is exciting. Like, I'm into this. One thing that I noticed that I really liked was, like, you can see so much more detail. Yeah, you can see that guys are like checking their shoulder every five seconds. Yeah, you can see that that's guys facts. are planning moves out. Bro, right? I watched, I watched Kellen Rowe hustle his ass off. Yeah, press the fuck out of dudes. Sprint like his life was on the line Bruh. down the late wing, like checking essential areas, pass the ball well. I was so impressed with guys like Kellen Rowe, who ordinarily on TV, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, where's right. Jao Paulo? Like, right. But Kellen Rowe was shining. Kellen but Rowe yeah. looked amazing. Like, like you said, the little details, the way he checked too, the way he, you know, baited a run like a defender a certain way so he could open up a run. Watching the time. amount of like effort he gives into every run and every play is like I can appreciate it now. I can I can understand now when he gets subbed off, looking exhausted. Cause I'm like, yeah, okay, his dude's like, a workhorse. He horse. clearly isn't like the same fitness level as like maybe a Nico Ladero or like Christian Rodon, but like he's he's working and like he has like the right idea almost every time. But I want to say like being where we were, I don't know if it was because we were in midfield or because we were so close, but it was a lot more obvious to see what was wrong with the way we were playing. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, you, you know, we've been playing at a championship level rate. Like, we we just fell off the top two or three. I think we're, like, third in, or second in the league. Third, probably third. 
Um, but basically, like you could see that there was such a disconnect between the back line and the forwards because, like, all of the mid attacking midfielders were ahead of the center circle, and mm. all the D mids were behind the center circle. But there was no one dropping in. Like San Jose was pressing, right. but there was no one dropping in that space to kind of connect the ball and like. All of a sudden, you kind of see exactly where they're missing Nico Ladero. That's facts. And then, yeah. like, Kellen Rowe is very smart, but so that's what Christian Rodon is, is just as smart. You talk about that linking between the two. That's the examples I was thinking of with Kellen Rowe's dropping in because yeah. he's playing on the wing. He's dropping in centrally. But he only did it like ball. a couple times during the game, and like every time he did it, it was it worked perfectly. Beautiful. Yeah. Sent Alex rolled on down the line. It opened up beautifully. Because uh, San Jose, they pressed like crazy, yeah. man. They were not an easy team to break down. Yeah, that's a very physical team. They play uh, a man-to-man marking style, which has taken like a year or two to get, like for them to get Bielsa comfortable with. action. Like low-key, like on some serious Bielsa stuff, like old-school Bielsa, man-to-man. No concept of zonal marking within. <laughs> Don't like, even think about the it. The first year that um their coach was there, they got blown out so many times, and like they were on like they're they are to this day they are lucky. There's no relegation in MLS right now, so they've gotten used to it, and their coach has kind of adapted to the league, and now they're like this pretty physical team. But like, what's messed up? Is that they were getting away with so much right. BS. Right. That is a typical San Jose thing. Damn. Typical. Yeah, this is so... Yeah, like, like this is my first rodeo again after a couple of years. So, I haven't experienced the personalities of the teams of the leagues yeah. as much. And that was definitely something you called early on and it was very much true. Yeah, I, I think one thing I'm excited for you for, because, like, I've been low-key... I've been paying attention to the Sounders like since they came into two in MLS in like two thousand nine. So I like just off of that, I've kind of gained like a little bit of knowledge of like the personalities of the rest of the league. And like I'm really excited for you to learn those. Yeah. Like MLS is like like it's it's a like a stylistic like playground, basically. Like there's gonna be so many different types of tactics and schemes. They're gonna pop up, and they're gonna be like, "You're gonna be like, yo, what?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like this was one, but like, there's like a term for teams like San Jose. They call it thug ball, where it's like I'm hitting something, whether it's the ball or the dude, or flesh, yeah. you feel me? Right. And like they've always been known for that, and like they're like they have like this legendary player, Chris Wondolowski, of course. Yeah. But like, they had this like this duo of really big, tall forwards that were just running around, running into people and diving for penalties, and they call them the Bash Brothers. And I hope that kind of gives you an idea. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I guess just overall, shout out to the Sounders. That was we so had, fun. That was such an amazing it day. It was loud. Start to finish, I was yeah. awake the whole time. Like, like everyone was so knowledgeable like you could hear people like yeah yeah we were sitting in a crazy section too pretty sure some dude had a sounders ring so yeah. it was nuts uh, we were we were not Somebody around no rookies had. that's for sure yo those seats probably are in like the low thousands by now bro. 
If there's not, no way, no, 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 not for Sounders game. <laughs> but I, I basically wait till you go and try to get your season ticket, bro. Bet, bro. Oh, for a season ticket, yeah, hundred percent. Is that what you're saying? My bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'm definitely paying that because that was the most that was incredible experience, and ever. it has to be like oh, like down there. Looking forward, we're trying to do some more stuff with the Sounders. But yeah, stay tuned. Bro. we got some things in the works. That's really where, like, my super fandom is. Like, Liverpool is kind of just, like, my team I keep up with in Europe. But, like, I care about the Sounders. Like, I got the super fandom for Arsenal, but I'm really getting there at the Sounders. The Sounders are so Especially fun. being able to go it's live. so fun. But, and um, they just, bro, they just, like, we'll get into this next week, but they just um, signed this new young Brazilian like, and Nick Solo's about all the Brazilians. Oh my bro. god, he's if they're he's Brazilian, fast. Nick Solo believes in them. Bro. <laughs> like, okay, but look, it's a highlight reel, and he hasn't played that many games, so he's super young. And the Sounders are basically going to use him as like a, not use him, but like try and like develop him really because he's incredible, and he's talented. But like, yo, shout out to the game, shout out to the atmosphere, shout out to being able to just sit down and watch. And really understand the pace of the game. I don't understand how it's so different being there versus on TV. Because on TV, everything seems obvious. I'll tell you why. Because that's just the magic of the sport, bro. <laughs> Dead ass. But like, okay. no, seriously, like, there's something about the game it's that infectious. just brings people together. Yeah. I'm a huge Sounders fan. Nick is getting into it. I'm very excited. I am about to you know what I, show him everything <laughs> blue and green. Seriously. Let's keep it pushing because you know what I'm really a fan of more than anything is Louis. Arsenal Football Club. Oh. I don't know how, but I stick around. So, As my man Hugh Wizzy would say, the most loyal. So, We, got, we got so much to talk about. <laughs> there's so much Yo, there's have. a lot to get to. This is a weird episode because we're starting off from last week when we didn't get to record. Now we got jump a week. And in that week, a PSG have won the Champions League effectively before it's even started. Before it started. And it's kind of a mad thing. On. Like, I don't know. I don't. I really don't see a point. I, you know what? It's a good thing Arsenal's not in Champions League, bro. Because, like, what's Dude, the point? At least we can be a Europa League team and win some of those. I know <laughs> last year, I know last year we were talking about, like, the Champions League quarterfinals and, like, saying how... Every single team that's in there is either funded by oil. Right, 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 right. Or like the Israel four teams, Three of the four teams were oil money. Basically. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, like or Real Madrid, right? And obviously they've been stacking bread since forever. I guess I didn't understand like like the, the seriousness to which that was going to be true. I guess I didn't like really pay attention to like the fact that no one is really making moves but those three clubs. Yeah. No, it's, it's especially evident in this window. Like, it's like as an Arsenal fan, I got to be pretty happy with what we've done. Let's spending talk about 50 mil, spend, No, real, like two seconds. Like, no, 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 let's talk about it. As like spending 50 mil on a player, like in terms of... Oh, who? Ben White. Uh-huh. And... Uh, a center back. Yeah, a center back. Okay. Because, never mind. So, but in terms of like a big European club spending money this summer, I don't know how many clubs that have done a signing of 50 no mil or more. 
and now and now towards the end because everybody's playing poker and they don't want to show their cards yet and now we're getting some movement and it's only the big clubs it's only chelsea arsenal yeah arsenal but let's talk about arsenal arsenal bought a player and then they bought another one and then it looks like you guys have been like fishing for a bunch of different players and it's all very exciting the thing is Stan Kroenke came out actually probably Josh Kroenke came out he probably sent Josh because he's he's too scared to face the Arsenal fans because he'll go crazy he came out and he said literally quotes be excited before the summer window started months ago what we have gotten is a 50 mil center back who mm-hmm. I like the signing, mm-hmm. but we did not need that in terms yeah. of other things that we need. It's a bit surprising. A backup center mid and a backup left back. Are you sure he's a backup center mid or they're not going to Albert Sambi Lakonga looks incredible. His preseason games look great. He kind of looks like a Thomas Party type slash eventual replacement is he on his level but i do not know i don't think he's ready to start for us at least he shouldn't be if we want to get better as a team yeah not that's no disrespect to him because he will start for this team at some point and he'll do good but as a whatever he is 21 year old guy that just came to premier league he doesn't need that kind of pressure right now i have a question do you think arsenal's you know how like forever arsenal's youth development has been like a goaded a major right it's been their whole thing it's has how they've sustained how has it been recently i mean i think it's still one of the best in the league so you got Emil smith Rowe, we got Saka, we got balligan we got a ton of guys that have come through you didn't even talk about the olympic champion gabriel martinelli yeah i mean we bought him but we bought him at 19 but okay but you just bought lakonga President right. of Uganda, and he looks yeah. develop him, no? He looks incredible. Like his, he's got a wide range of passing, progressive passing. It seems a lot of your players are like, oh no, I guess I'm just driving a narrative. But I was gonna say, it seems like a lot of your players are developing at other clubs, though. Like all no. Did he sell Reese Nelson to a German club? No, Reese Nelson's still on the team. Ah, uh, same as Joe. He hasn't Willick. even loaned out yet. Joe Willick's still here. Who's Although the- I heard Newcastle put like a twenty-five million dollar bid in. And I think Arsenal might be accepting You guys should take that. We have to take that. 50 mil. You keep saying we don't spend, bro. We spend. It doesn't... Yeah, okay, but it never seems like that satisfying. I guess you guys are slowly putting together a superstar team. No, Um, what we're doing is we're slowly putting together a youth team. And Lekonga is great. I really like Lekonga. I'm just saying, if we're replacing Granite Xhaka, I I expect at least a war for 25 mil to be replacing him. But you have... Emil Smith Rowe. He's playing center attacking mid. You guys I'm talking should, about the two guys underneath. You guys should low key. Is Awar that type of center mid? I yeah, he, he, can, attacking. he can play attacking and box to box. Hmm. You know who I want more than anyone is Basuma, but we're not making this a transfer talk episode like that. You guys need a D mid. Yeah. You and Manchester United. Ugh. Yeah. Shit, we're well, just talking about Manchester United. Dang, that's what we want to talk about more like the impacts of the market itself. So, you so we were talking about money. We're talking about how Chelsea. So basically, Chelsea's going to buy Lukaku. Jack Grealish is going Today. to Man City. Yeah, I mean, I think they've put the bid in for like 
120. He, they accepted today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's going there. Jack Grealish is officially a Man City player, which kind of grosses me out a lot. I don't know. I really like watching Man City, but now that they're spending triple, like, triple digit billions. $100 on a single player. And yeah, I and they're going to do it again with Harry Kane. And the English tax got to be at single summer. Nah, the English tax got to be at least 50% at this point. Yeah. He's not worth Ben White's, more ben than White's 50 a 25 mil. to like 35 mil player right now at his this age. crazy. This is nuts, dude. 100 mil on a single guy. And if he's not, what is he, like 28? Nah, no. No, is he 30? He's Who? Um, Harry Kane. Oh, I'm not even talking. I'm talking about Jack Grealish. Okay, talk about Jack Grealish. Manchester City bought. They bought Jack Grealish for a hundred million dollars. Excuse me, euros. Some more. Straight cash. Hundred million. Straight cash. Who? Hundred million More. <laughs> yeah. Straight cat. Who have they sold? We want to talk well, about financial fair play, which yeah. we already know is in place to keep the powers that that are in currently in right but like they haven't had to sell anybody like that bro aguero left on a free that's their only main squad player that's gone yeah bro i mean i have a bunch of actually you see everything i see now vin's been more active on twitter lately and so he sees all the all uh you see it one of my one of my homies is a man city fan he's on that Twitter feed that you're looking at. So you're going to see a lot of city tweets. And I've seen tweets they're that are like... so stuck up. Yeah, they're hella annoying. But and like, I've seen tweets that are like, net spend is 48 mil. So they are they are selling people. They're selling youth players, which is smart, right? Mm-hmm. Manchester City, I'll give it to them as... They're, they're a savvy club. It's so they're weird. They're well. Like, they're just... They're they like, take the most advantage out of... Right. And the, it's crazy because like, it's like nobody likes them. Like I don't okay. Maybe well, now there's I a whole young hate them. <laughs> maybe there's a whole young generation. Like maybe all the Gen Zers, like, you know, maybe they secretly like or maybe outright like Manchester City, right? But like I'm not gonna lie, I've never seen or heard of a Manchester City fan out of the one guy I know whose dad is from Manchester. Well now That's, you're gonna be following one on Twitter because shout out to Logan. They're so weird. <laughs> Oh man, I don't. I gotta. Be, I gotta be careful here, man, because <laughs> I think Logan listens sometimes. Shout out to him. no, shout, no, shout out to him because he be having like yeah. Pretty, like I don't. I don't see. Like, I don't talk shit to Logan. Like I'm like, hey, like if you support him, whatever. Yeah, and, and I love watching City play as a team. They're one of the like most fun teams to watch, in my opinion. But the way that they have completely taken control of the EPL now is. I'm kind of like grossed out. Jack by it. Grealish. I'm just grossed out by the whole Jack Grealish Somebody and then Harry Kane in the yo, same window. Let me put on my old man hat, yo. Yo, back in the day, aka eight years ago, somebody would have had to sell somebody like somebody major to be able to afford Jack Grealish and then brought him in, and then it's like the same situation as Aston Villa, where he he's expected to carry the club, but now he has much better players around him. The Sir Alex Ferguson Instead, era, exactly. He joins the machine. Yeah, Manchester City talk about. Remember, they was talking about Shark Team. Yeah, they, they should be called the machine because that's all they are. They run on oil. I always thought Jack Grealish was going to go to either Manchester United or Chelsea, and it's just 
it's weird to see this come out of left field and it's kind of just a realization that it feels the gross. game is really just all about who's got the most money it's the point. money clubs like this like, is the even biggest reputation example. history all that shit means nothing really anymore like he could go both manchester united and chelsea who he has talked about multiple times like he's his best friends declan rice chelsea and they'll go buy him fucking declan rice probably and then and then united he's talked about united wanting to play for united and shit Call and it, those clubs have champions leagues. Those clubs have history. But bro, call it the romantic in me. Some part of me wanted wanted him to stay at Aston Villa for like another year, go crazy, and then move to make some mega move to some Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United. I mean, this is a mega move. It is, but it's just this. City. This elevates City. Like City is now even more so Champions League contenders. Despite but also, recognizing... But they, <laughs> they added a better player, but they didn't add a winner. They need to add Harry Kane. And they, need to, they need to do what PSG has been doing all summer. Yeah. Adding winners. Yeah, PSG... Dude, Dude, literally, the if, they, if they land... If City had landed Grealish, Kane, Messi, I probably would have just like not watched this season. But it's, <laughs> like, it's always getting to that level. You know how like all the clubs have no money right now? Nobody's really buying players like that. The only clubs that are buying players, again, are the money clubs. Manchester City, Chelsea, PSG. Arsenal have a little money in the tuck. We'll, we'll throw you guys They're in desperate right now, so they're spending. Everyone else says, hey, we don't have any money. The only way we can get players, we have to get rid of players. Mm-hmm. Bayern Munich haven't been able to sell anybody. They can't buy anybody. Bayern Munich. That's a fact. The Germans... Yeah, can't buy anything. And I see Arsenal fans raging that we haven't sold a single player in a window where we were supposed to be clearing house. Look, real quick, for me, Bayern Munich is kind of the financial barometer. They're the only club that's kind of they're the Dow Jones. They own themselves. (laughs) They're the Nasdaq. They right, like they're they're the most financially stable. They they charge. Yeah, you get you get racks when you start with buying. They charge their fans twenty euros to go to games. That's how financially stable they are. They can't sell, and they yeah, that's a fact, bro. They put on the league is made for them to win every single season, and they can't sell. Most most teams have like a farm system, an academy. No, they have the whole league. They they (laughs) have a whole league. Fucking fruit. It's like, it's, that's like Alabama playing in the Pac-12. They get everybody. Yeah. And they can't move Like, relatively cheap, play. too. Like, they don't really pay outrageous they don't really play. Prices. They don't pay any type. They, they don't Leo pay the Sonic Chelsea premium. Has been their most expensive player in years. Probably I remember when Bobby Martinez went there. I was 50 mil. Like, and that was, that was like crazy. nuts. And guess what? <laughs> he, he stayed there for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the table half the time, but he was there for a decade. Right. Phil? I don't know. It and just feels like we've anybody. gotten to a point where nothing else matters, though. And it's kind of sad to bro. see the EPL. We bought Konate, and that was it. Yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> since <laughs> then. Because you're trying to sell. You're we one of those have teams. so many center backs. Yeah. That we can't even I literally up. saw articles that said you're trying, actively S- trying to sell. Still security. trying to move players. Been selling youth players like crazy. That's probably Liverpool. Academy. Just sell Best Curtis Jones, right bro. Now. He'd be perfect next to party. Who? Curtis Jones. Anyways. <laughs> we can't even 
buy the striker to replace or challenge Firmino like we need. We we can't even buy the central midfielder that we need to replace Gino Ronaldo. These guys got rid. <sighs> Stop me if you've heard this before. These guys got rid of their most durable player. Liverpool do not have that many durable players. Gino Ronaldo played every single game. Anyways, Manchester United has money in the tuck. They made a couple of really good transfers. Yeah, they're not playing. Chelsea are literally trying to buy back Romelu Lukaku. They said, look, now, like, I let you play Toxic around. Toxic X vibes. I let you play in <laughs> like, blue at Everton. I let you play. We let you play around with Inter Milan playing all that frou-frou little Italian shit. It's time for you to come home right now. Chelsea have come to claim what is theirs. Uncomfortable parallels to slavery aside. They're about to have Romelu Lukaku. And Kunde. And who? And Kunde. And Kunde. Yeah, you didn't even remember. <laughs> oh, man. Chelsea going to be scary. I'm tired but of it's it. It's sad because it's going to be literally, it's going to be it's gonna be City, Chelsea, and then everyone else. And and it's unfortunate for United fans because they've made some amazing City, moves. City, Chelsea, everyone else. But the way Chelsea and City are moving literally. right now. The gap closed and it's back to opening up. It's gonna be Liverpool versus Manchester United for third, bro. Yeah, knockdown, drag out fight. Right for third. Yeah, the 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 league is as strong as it's ever been. It's the gotta league, be the strongest, honestly, bro. It's getting mid to bro. Lower table Premier League teams have more money literally than the best Spanish teams. Literally, this is yeah. Every team in the EPL is owned by a more than the Germans. Every single team in the EPL is owned by a billionaire. The whole French league is broke. <laughs> yeah, bro. The Italians. You got the, the champions Italians. offloading their whole team. You got the champions of Italy offloading their offloading whole team. the whole squad. Everybody is for sale. Must go. And and through all this, the EPL is thriving. This is like funny. You can make you can make fun of me. You can make fun of me for saying this as an Arsenal fan, but literally top 10 is competitive. Like, the top 10 teams in the EPL like, are all Europe, good though, That's teams. what it is. It's, it's competitive throughout Europe. Big teams in, in, in Italy and Spain are competing with Aston Villa. Aston Villa is a good fucking team. They are. Signing Buendia, they got real aggressive on Emma Smith Rowe because they knew they were losing Grealish. Somehow. Yeah, Crystal Palace, the Vieira... Getting Vieira as your coach is genius. Look, 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 look. He's getting so much hate right now, but to me, I love it. Crystal Palace, who looks like you? It's kind of like human nature. I always notice Crystal Palace, ever since Poet and Vooch said it, it's a mandem squad. Yeah. They want Reese Nelson. A whole bunch of black players. Shout out Reese Nelson. Check out the Dave album. I'm really appreciative of Crystal Palace hiring Patrick Vieira. He did really well at New York City FC. Really well in MLS. Like, they were a contender. As soon as he left, I mean, they've been a height, but they haven't done anything. He went to Nice. Mm, he yeah. did very well. His scouting team and his coaching squad and him himself did a very good job collaboratively. And they want Reese know. Nelson. I don't know how many guys are telling you about that. Reese Nelson, man. So it that, could be that thir- tells you everything you need to know. They want Reese Nelson. There could be 30 guys on us in, in that team. It could be three guys on that team. And what I mean is like his scouting and his recruiting department. But like he gets really good players and he gets the best out of the really good players in a very good system. 
Right now, football is about system play. It's very good. He's very pragmatic. He's very defensive. That's that D will, mid mind. He will there. exactly, but he I will promise cut you, you he down. was a center back at a young age. <laughs> no, of course, but I, he will cut you. But he was probably the best player, so he's probably dribbling from the back to the front. You know? Right. Like he knows how to attack. He's not scared. Yeah, you know he, he makes those deep time. runs and he scores every time. He just like, needs a time. reason why. If there's, I don't understand it, but in England, black managers are very far and few in between, and the ones that do break through, do not ever really get that much time. They're usually expected to like fix a broken ship. However, Crystal Palace is one of those few teams that's like lower table. But, like, they're always doing good for themselves. Yeah. Like, always seem to be... I don't know if they're broke, but they always seem to be making money. They always seem to be hanging on to really good players. Serviceable players who can get them somewhere. They make pretty good acquisitions. Mm-hmm. They always I got like a youth player. Always, right? Always, yeah. Which is nice. And they just make smart pickups. And when I say that, I mean, like, the league's looking at this guy. The right. Whole league, and then somehow... Bottom, like, yeah. These guys, I like them. I like this move. It shows that Crystal Palace kind of is just... They're not satisfied being where they are. That's one of the most exciting moves I've seen in a minute. And so... But the original point was, like, top 10 is competitive. Teams like Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, West Everton, Ham, on West top Ham. of the traditional six or so, I guess. Yeah, like, traditional six. You could throw another team in there, I'm sure. Like... Uh, I don't even there could there could definitely be a time where England where Europe is dominated by England, like Champions League and Europa League is dominated the, by English teams. The league is insane right now. There's a lot of I'm money, saying. but it's it's like money based. Top four is obviously very entertaining. Top six is gonna be fun, dude. Yeah, because you're gonna see teams up there that you don't usually see. Yeah. What do you think about? Okay, real quick, five seconds, right? What do you think about Tottenham's chances this year? I think they're. Trash. Tr- okay, Bro, I'm they, not even being like a hater right now. Like, dog, if they lose, I'm assuming they lose Harry Kane when I'm saying this. By the way, bro, but if they lose Harry Kane, they're gonna be bad. Like, I don't even. Know I love Hongmin's son, and I legitimately think he's world class. But they're screwed. Yeah, if they, it's bad. They just that new guy they signed was he a center back? I haven't looked yeah. at him at all. So they did sign a center back, which they so desperately. I'm need. so confused. I don't know, Sanchez was supposed to be so nasty at one point. And then point, they broke him. And now he's bad. They <laughs> broke like, him. He doesn't know. I don't watch Tottenham like that. <laughs> Pogatino left right when they got Sanchez, and then they gave him to Mourinho. And what does Mourinho do with the young players? He breaks Breaks him, yeah. Damn, we were on the same wavelength with that. I knew exactly where you were going. And, uh, Tangi and Dombele, the only reason he'll probably still have a pretty good career is because he was too injured to play enough under Mourinho. And get yeah. the same, bro. Deli Ali became a fossil. Nobody ever heard from him. Ever he again. snapped for like a second, and then he was gone. And now he and Mourinho like refused to play him like ever yeah. again. I don't know. They they have some like pieces for sure, but they're kind of like a. There's a lot of players on that team that are kind of dead weight too. I you, feel like a lot, like very much like Arsenal in that sense. But, yeah, but those their dead weight players are like. Oh, well, I don't know. I they're mean, what? They're different. They're I was gonna say class. they're like all over the starting lineup, but that's true with Arsenal too. But not as much. We have Arsenal, the youth though. to replace the dead weight, whereas they don't really have. That. That's the difference between Arsenal and Tottenham. Is Arsenal spend money and Tottenham don't? That's facts. Yeah, you guys have a lot of parallels between your clubs that I think you guys um might be a little uncomfortable with. 
but as of right the now, big yes. difference is in that, the past, never. <laughs> well, also in just like Arsenal's, it was one of the few clubs I was ever able to like capitalize on its popularity and like that's a fact capitalize yeah. on its most popular players. Yeah, I mean, there's like a they whole lineage of like European history. These other clubs, but they're just but, like they have players that like value a lot to people. You know what I mean? Yeah, and brand so exposure. Back in like back in like the early two thousands stuff, like probably the only soccer fans that you could really find were almost all Arsenal fans. Yeah, and they were always somewhere, and they were always and we all, like we were all pulling as hard as we like, can right they now. Were always like like it was it was crazy. Like everyone, literally, some of the most loyal fans. Bro. Everyone fucked with Arsenal the hardest way back when, and I, it's crazy because like Arsenal's like one of those few teams that like has really gone through it, and you can still see their fans everywhere. Yeah, they going through they, it. Don't, they don't they don't die. You know what I'm saying they, they might not yeah. be being created right now, but they don't die. But then, so then it makes it it makes it clear to see that obviously how you guys have such a strong fan base, and Dude, such a passionate fan base. It is that, like, literally the number one you, thing you I guys support by sports everything. And Arsenal has some of the coldest merchandise, and they've been they've always been ahead of the curve in terms of like merchandising themselves and branding themselves and always making themselves look sleek. They're cool. a great business. Right. They're a exactly. terrible football club. In terms of their that's brand. why I always say there's no doubt that Arsenal doesn't have money. Yeah. They they be making guap. Yeah. Money, I, I don't want to turn this into, off the shelves at Arsenal. I don't want to turn this into an Arsenal episode. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but you don't really see that at Tottenham is what I mean. Yeah. You don't. Maybe, like, they had a chance to build on it, but, like, they were too stingy at the wrong time. And that's what I'm terrified of at Liverpool. Yeah. Because Loki has between Liverpool yeah, and Yeah, Liverpool too. needs to spend and, and you do it now. it scares me because, like, Tottenham is, like, the perfect example because they always pulled back at the worst possible yeah, time when they the recruitment. And now that's bit them in the foot. Our, the Tottenham have no center backs. They no, bought that yeah. one kid. That's, he's going to take him a season to gel. Every Maybe Sanchez will find it again. Devin Sanchez... He might have the most hope. Eric Something Dyer, about Colombian center backs, it's though. They're always centers. a little suspect. In England, maybe. Yeah. But it's a dire situation with Eric Dyer. <laughs> I'm really confused. Tottenham love to save money. They call him and Eric right Dyer now. What do you mean? And right now, they need a very experienced center back since they got rid of Toby Alderweireld. I don't know how they managed to let that guy go on a free. And that guy was worth Because you want to play at Tottenham? Fuck no. I like... <laughs> I don't understand how so many clubs passed on Toby Alderweire. He probably turned them all down. It's because he's slow, he loved, bro. He, nah, I think he really loved living in London. He was like, I just don't want to leave Tottenham like that. He left Tottenham. They have no experienced center backs. None. Yeah. They should have bought. I mean, they should have bought me that way too. So don't scare me. But. Tottenham should have signed Jerome Boateng by now. I mean, pretty much any team. If you see the effect. That Thiago Silva had on Chelsea last year. The fact that he was on the injury table half the season does not matter. His leadership got them through. And he, I mean, he went off injured in the Champions League final. They still won. That shows a, that shows a level of mentality and togetherness. Like their captain went off in the final. That shows like a level of mentality to really stick with it and win that game, you know? Yeah. And to me, that's what Chelsea were always missing. And Thiago Silva brought that. If you can see that, what does Thiago Silva want? A Champions League with Chelsea. Oh, and a bunch of league titles from France <laughs> for free with PSG. Right? Jerome Boateng has won a World Cup. 
he has won two Champions League titles. He has been present for two sextuple runs, including the European treble both times. Yeah. I understand that like people who catch football here and there, there, aka people who only know football through Twitter and Instagram, I get that he's been turned into a meme. Cool. He's one of the most winningest players of the past decade. It goes a long way for sure. Um, and yeah, that Thiago Silva example is the best thing for it. But Jerome Boateng has that. He can. He has the passing that they're going to miss from Toby Alderweireld. He has, he's, he has the experience, the defensive presence. The those. Yeah, Tana missed out real bad. I want to mix him up. Is is lucky. I want to. I, mean, I think you're on the same page with me on this. I want to keep this episode a little shorter. Um. So I think we should like finish this out with talking about Messi. Messi. Yeah. Messi. What is this? Just. What does this have? Ramifications for globally. I, this I is still like don't know. Groundbreaking this, news. People can't even process this by like properly. Like you, imagine Messi in any other jersey. I read it and like I heard the villainous music. Like, dun, 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 yeah, like yeah. the worst case possible scenario. Because like I don't know how to process this. Yeah. Well, I just since I've been a kid, since I knew Messi, what colors was he wearing? You know, like the Barcelona, <laughs> yeah, the Barcelona colors. Every single time. Fingers, both fingers pointing to the sky, number 10 on the back. Dios on the like, back. You feel me? Scoring big goals, holding the jersey. Like, it's Messi. It's Barca. He's been at the club since he was like nine years old. And Messi is Barca. Barca is Messi. I think Nobody's going to ever break those records, especially the way modern football is. I think Messi had a, like a connection to Barcelona that like, I think the last player that had that might have been Johan Cruyff. You saw how much Johan Cruyff meant to Barcelona. The mm-hmm. fact that when he died, they renamed the whole stadium after him. Like, a, a guy from a different country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to me, I think Messi's like another example of that. Except it's his whole life he's been there. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely an icon for Spain, for the Spanish leagues. like For Argentina. For Argentina. For the world. world. For short people everywhere. But it's not confirmed as of now, but it might as well should be that he's pretty much going to PSG. And people are talking about the front three. I'm thinking about the front four, bro. Bro, because he's, he's probably going to drop back into that midfield line. You think? I was thinking Messi up top. Up top. Mbappe on the left. Mm-mm. Neymar in the middle. Mm-mm. Di Maria on the right. It's going to be an amoeba. He loves playing with Di Maria at Argentina. He loved playing with Neymar. You saw him in Neymar. Yeah. You saw that MSN connection. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. So and now they got Mbappe. He's going to learn how to play with Mbappe. <laughs> and it's going to be terrifying because Gini Wanato is going to be behind me. Marco Verratti is going to be behind They're me. literally going to beat, like, They Ren. can't even play They're all gonna of. They're going to play, like, Nice and, like, beat him, like, 10-0. It's going to be outrageous. Their whole squad is already almost, is already almost, almost already decided. Because unlike the EPL, we're talking about top 10. What's competitive in the French League? Like top three? Two. Two? Yeah, I, think I don't know. know Marseille's kind of cool to watch. Lyon's uh, going to be trash because they have to sell everyone. Lyon's. Lyon, well, every French they League They didn't make Europe now. and they're screwed. Okay, no, I see what you mean. Yeah, so, they have to offload everyone. That's why OR is going for half Well, price. that's the thing about the French League is that, like, surprisingly, as, as much of a like a handhold as PSG has on them that like they've always a league that like kind of had surprising people win it. 
yeah. Montpellier all the time ago, Lille a long time ago, yeah. Lille right now, Monaco a couple of years ago, right? right? They always have like surprising guys who are just like, they're all broke now. Yeah. And it's like, that is the new reality. They don't have the, the viewership that the EPL only, has. Well, they're, they're, they're immediately generated. They're media league, basically. Their media deal basically broke. Yeah. Well, like they it, backed out of the league and stuff. Or the, the games left. for, And it was promised for like billions of dollars. So right. these guys, you know, I don't know why, but like finance wise, these guys operated on the front foot saying, oh, I'm going to pay it off later. Laters are here. And there's no money. Yeah. For some reason, I'm kind of surprised PSG hasn't just raided the French League yet. But because I, they're raiding the free agency market, right? Bro. Oh my god, no! Talk about it, bro. I'm really nervous for if Messi goes to PSG. In what way? I don't want him to go to Manchester City, though. That's what's crazy. I don't want that, but I legit like. If Messi, Messi is aware, a PSG, it's like there's no point even watching the Champions No, League. what? Yeah, no, no, no. No, I'd do it. Because it's like, it's like I still enjoy watching Bayern Munich even though they disgust me. Yeah. You know? Like, I'll watch them in the Champions League. I don't care about yeah. the league. I mean, they play it's beautiful soccer. Yeah. They're by, it's by, the league is made for them. That's practice for them. Let me right. see them in the Champions League where you really got to work. And that's when you can see their skill come out. Right. Same thing with PSG. They've been surprising and look really good in the Champions League lately. But this season, if they can get all those guys to gel, if Mauricio Pochettino can literally can actually be able to like handle all those personalities and get those guys to work together the right. way he got. And the thing is, they're all to, friends. Minus Mbappe, he's kind of the outsider. But he has to. He kind of. He kind of. But as a coach, you, you you can't fall into. You don't fall into that. Category. But you don't coach those guys, man. At that point, you're you like, just, just go out there you and manage just, them. Yeah, you're just like, hey, man, nah, you that's anything? Not can I get you anything? Nah, <laughs> nah, there's a reason Ancelotti didn't work at PSG for too long because he's kind of that guy. He'll he'll adapt to anything he has, right? But, Bro, you don't tell Messi how to move. You say, hey, if you see space, you can go but free Messi, roam wherever you need to. Like, Messi's and best, Neymar is a similar type of guy like that. Messi's best like time was like with Pep Guardiola though, and that guy's a drill master. He, that's like, true. That's Messi a really good point. Did have a bit of freedom, but like Pep's still a very Pep controlling coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Specific move. Like we've only seen Messi express himself with passing and playmaking within the. I'm past thinking few about years. his movements, bro. Because he'll start on the right. He'll completely overlap. This guy who goes field. everywhere. Now. He'll score with his left foot on the left side of the goal. Whereas like when yard box. when he was with Pep Guardiola, at least when he started, he was strictly a right wing guy. And right. Then, okay. Now you're in the center. And that's it. Right, right. You know? No, that's great. That's a good counterpoint for sure. I don't know. I think Pochettino might be able to pull it off for a couple I years. I think he'll pull it off, bro. I don't think it takes too much, honestly. I, I, <laughs> no, those guys are pride. And they got Sergio Ramos in the back, bro. So you don't even got to coach if, defense. If, Poch- <laughs> if Pochettino bro, can get Sergio Ramos job. on his side and he can try and get Neymar or Mbappe on his side, here's he has the whole squad. Here's what I'm thinking, too, is you go... Kimpembe and Ramos, and you put Marquinhos as a CDM in a that's single too many pivot, players bro. To, 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 to fit on there because you still need wingbacks, no? Well, yeah, I'm just I don't even care who your wingbacks are at that point. Right. I just want defensive minded wingbacks at that point because you got Mbappe and Di Maria, like, stay forward. Don't ever yeah. come back. 
And so, Verratti to be a connector. Bro, yeah. You like got a, a single pivot with Marquinhos moving to CDM. You got Verratti and Wijnaldum. It's mm-hmm. box-to-box guys. And mm-hmm. you got, I'd say, a Messi up top, uh, Mbappe on the left, Neymar as a cam, and Di Maria. Di Maria is like, That's what, a Champions League. It's a wrap. They won Champions League with yeah. that, in my opinion. Think about that depth. And they got Donnarumma. <laughs> like, what's this? Crazy. Did they hit Kimi? Yes. Oh my god. And we don't even know what flank he's gonna play on. on This man just scored in his first Oh my god, bro. Who's the league on game? Some Polish. Dude, they literally have an all-star team. They're the monsters. They're the twenty nineteen Golden State Warriors. Literally this year they are Jordan Brand. So yeah, they are the monsters. It's bro. I, I just pen, named I that lineup, and it sounds way scarier. The penny is finally one. dropped. So like, we might just be watching just how the game's the Olympics, finished. We just watched the U.S. basketball team just walk to the not walk, but like slowly work them. Bro, they the could have been partying every single night, but they didn't. Would have not they stuck with difference. it. They stuck with it, and they were professional. If PSG can Shout keep their mentality, big KD fans here. I think I think that's going to be one of the biggest thing, the biggest additions that Sergio Ramos and Genie Wijnaldum are going to add to the team. That professional mentality. That this is how you win Champions League. Stay Everybody dedicated. Shut up. Right. Listen to me. Stay dedicated. Keep working at it, and we win, win, win. Just keep going. You have to be dedicated. Those are two two of the most professional players I can think of right now. They're not only going to win Champions League, they're going to dominate it. Dominate. They're going to dominate. Like Sergio Ramos with that back line. And God, it's kind of scary, bro. That midfield, even if you go, even if you go Marquinhos, Sergio Ramos, like that's an upgraded back line. Yeah, and then no. you can put Verratti oh, as a single pivot. God. Imagine if they go to a three-man back line. Verratti plays a CDM. Imagine if they go to a three-man back oh, line. Oh, and Hakimi really Ramos. shines too. But then Hakimi's getting all into like. That right winger space and those attackers, you just but want to give them Hakimi, space. It's a French league. Hakimi is probably going to have enough. I'm not. I don't give a f- curve around about the, right the French side. league, man. I'm yeah, thinking about Champions I'm League. About, I'm think, never going to watch this team one time. This is how Messi disappears into the abyss yo, of the French my, league. <laughs> like this is the beginning of the end. Literally, the thought this that is I had. The beginning of the end. I was like, yo, Messi. let Messi play in a league where we don't have to pay attention to him and let That's him shine. That's why it's so genius, though, because all these big signings, these old heads, he's like rest. They don't have to play. Yeah. Just play Champions League. It's perfect for them. Holy shit. They just got to keep their bodies in shape and healthy and take it easy and dun, dun, play dun. when it really counts. Bruh, you're actually, like, there's lightning and thunder. Yeah. Like, it's going crazy. Like, we need some investigations, people. Like, this is going too it's far. Not, it's not like when they was talking about he who must not be named. Yes, bro. And PSG. we need to stop it. We need Harry Potter. Oh my God, Harry! And Harry Potter Harry is disguised. <laughs> Harry came with Manchester City. <laughs> Harry Potter oh is Bukayo Saka, oh and he's here to stop it all. Oh God, relax. Let the kid. Don't put too Don't much do pressure that. on the kid. No, no, no. It's not pressure because I know he's that good. Yeah, I, I want him to. I want him to shine. But um, real quick, what do you think will happen if if Manchester City get Harry Kane? What do you think of Harry Kane? Skipping out and like the commentary that like the English pundits. He said he never would have wanted to skip practice, and there were some other 
there was something else or something. And I don't believe him one bit. He lied like a motherfucker. He wanted to go to force the move to city. He lied. He shit his pants a little bit when Messi Look, said he's not coming back. Number one thing about transfer season, everybody's lying. Yeah, bro. Everybody. Bro, That's even Fabrizio Romano, bro. Really are, bro. He's the most reliable guy there is. Exactly. Don't get it twisted. That's but the- this dude is still wrong about stuff. Like, yeah. he still gets things wrong. Nah, I don't believe Harry Kane at all, bro. I don't believe it at all, but what's disgusting is I'm like the fact I, I look, I have to I have to say what how I feel. And it's like if this was Paul Pogba, we would be hearing about how unprofessional it is, how weak his personality is, how he's not a leader. If this was Raheem Sterling, he Through would the definitely mud. not get Through that the benefit mud. of the doubt. Even if this was Marcus Rashford, like I think we had to like pay attention to like to how things are said and to how certain people are discussed talk about he's the England captain oh this oh that but it's like I mean I know I know David Beckham is also like a white European white English player but like David Beckham would have got slated for that mm-hmm. I don't even know if Frank Lampard would have escaped with that yeah yeah, you know what yeah, yeah but it's like for Gary Neville to come out and just say what he said about Harry Kane with a straight face, knowing that he said what he said about Paul Pogba for how long? Yeah, it's kind of disgusting. Gary Neville's been it's shady like, for like years now. And like he always wants to talk up. He's got an agenda to support Sky Sports. Yo, I'm a stand-up guy. And yeah. this, this and that, but it's like you're classy you're legend. You're scummy, of bro. No, he's scummy, scum, bro. He's scum, yeah. I don't like. I Gary hate Neville. that type of excuse. And it's crazy because I'm about to sound like some British dude from the 90s, but like Stan Collymore had tweeted something about that. And like it really, it really brought like the light to my, to, you know, it brought my, the light to my eyes. Like I was really paying attention to it now. And it's like, that's just something like, I don't mean to like, I hate feeling like I'm shoving that type of stuff down people's throats, but it's like, I just want you to pay attention because it's like, no, call it out. I see all call the time. Out, especially when you can call it out early and then, people listen and they and it's like it usually ends up happening down the line so this doesn't even matter like what our audience is our platform is like look use it just awareness right just awareness do it do it as like a practice just pay attention to how they talk about certain people certain players see how see how they talk about uh uh nuno now man see how they talk about him Put him in a position to fail. Patrick Vieira is probably good. Chris. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a, a magnifying Patrick glass Vieira will Crystal succeed. Palace this year. He'll get some job offers to some bigger club, and then he'll Nuno, get Nuno, the Spirito Santo is definitely under the spotlight. And what's crazy is once again hiring a black man. Impossible position. In a hot seat position. Yeah, because they didn't give him any real no- players. Do nothing. Okay, Brian. <laughs> what well, they got Brian Gill and. Christian Romero or whoever? Yeah, yeah, something. Cool. Cool. Some center back. This Bro, is going to be... That whole team needs to be redone. Like, besides Nuno Son and Kane, obviously. You know what might save Nuno's job? Might not even be himself. It might be his conditioning team. Because, like, they have to fix so many broken players. And then, like, Nuno himself has to train how many useless kind of, uh, like, Harry Winks... Eric Dyer, yeah, yeah. Davinson Sanchez. They just they just got rid of Eric Lamella, and he's like 
he was like one of the most useful players. With, but he was always like above of. average too. Like he like, was never above average. He, like, he came in. He was supposed to be like this upcoming player. He was right never, now. Man. I'm kind of worried that Hungman's son is gonna like play out his. He he's signed not his, gonna reach his potential. He signed his extension, bro. Like, come on, now. It's like, what are we really doing? Come on, man. He's but, playing Harry Kane. But I don't know. I, don't I think, think Harry, we should. Uh, I don't think Harry Kane should get away with any of that stuff. I think. Um, I think he needs to be. I won't say slated, but I think he needs to be like held accountable for what he's doing. Like he, I just find him and call. He him said, there. "I thought it was a gentleman's agreement." It's transfer season. Everybody's lying. He yeah. signed that and and talked about that gentleman's agreement during transfer season, and he expects good faith from these type of guys. Yeah, just pay attention. Everybody got their own agenda, even with like the Jack Grealish situation, like. That's why Villa fans are mad. That's a bad taste in my mouth, man. Bro, Pause. Villa fans are pissed because he just signed that contract extension and he left. A year Bro, later. like, like I don't, that's fucked up. I don't so care bad. about Aston Villa. Yeah. I paid attention to them last year because of they did Tyler really well Riggs and Jack Grealish. Yeah. Then I ended up finding out about a really one well-run club that seems to have a lot of ambition. Low key. This summer, I was excited for Aston Villa because I was like, oh, wow. It's about to be another um, Marco Royce, Harry Kane situation where a guy stays with his club and tries to elevate them. Yeah. Like a like a Wilfred Zaha. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't I don't blame Jack Grealish, though, for leaving at I all. don't, but it's the machine. Like, the colors aren't even exciting. The kids are about to be sick. Villa? Here, but no. Oh, City. Manchester City. He joined I the like, machine. I like City. Colors, I can't lie. It doesn't invoke any passion. It's just because there's no history to me, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, but that that's a sour. That's yeah, that's not how you want to do it, Jack. (laughs) That's just not how you want to do it. But there was a release clause in its contract too. Yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, thanks for rocking with us, guys. This has been episode twelve of Water Boys. Um, really just had to get some quick stuff off of our chest. Had to make it for last week and this week. Uh, but we'll be back on point. Um, actually, maybe only for a while, because... No, we got... We'll be back. We'll be back. The young boy. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, y'all. Peace out. Yo, that's a wrap. Gang. <laughs>